When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. He looked at me. I have been his patient for more than 20 years. And he said, this is really strange. You're an African-American, age 57. I've never seen this before. This back pain that you're continually having with no signs of osteoporosis. No signs, exactly. And I didn't have any signs of osteoporosis in my family history. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Coach Steve Show podcast. I can't thank you guys enough for watching or listening. Uh, You know, the show is slowly growing. So those of you that have been there since day one, I really appreciate you. And those that you are trying to jump on the the train here, the Coach Steve Show podcast, I appreciate you. Um, Make sure if you haven't already, please hit the subscribe button to the YouTube channel. If you're watching this, give it a thumbs up. Leave a comment in the comment section down below. Um, If you are listening to this on audio form, wherever you're listening to it, it can be found on Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeartRadio. Please make sure you hit the follow button on there, Um, especially on Apple Podcasts. It's going to alert you when a new episode drops weekly. 
Um, please leave a review wherever you can. Like I know on Apple, you can do five star reviews or, or there's the star reviews. You don't have to go to five star, four or five star, be a friend, tell a friend. Uh, please leave it a review. It helps the algorithm and everything else. So please take a minute or two out of your day to do that. I really appreciate it. Um, this podcast is brought to you by the Billy Up Sports Podcast Network. Go to BillyUpSports.com and check out tons of podcasts on there from sports raging all over the world. Even stuff that's not really sports. Check out all the blogs and everything else. It's a growing podcast network. You got podcast network you guys need to check out. So go to BellyUpSports.com. Uh, betting season is in full swing. Uh, you know, with NFL, college football, NBA, uh, NBA's back, college basketball's coming back. One place you want to make your bets is MyBookie. If you go to MyBookie.ag to make in-game bets, same-game parlays, just money lines, over-unders, anything that you really want to bet on, you can be found there. If you go to MyBookie.ag and use the code BellyUpFantasy, it's going to double your first deposit. So that's free money. You deposit $200, it's $400. Deposit $100, $200. You deposit $2, you're going to get $4. This podcast is also brought to you by Coach Stone Football and his Back to the Basics books and drills. These books literally have every single drill you can imagine. So if you're a football coach like me and you want some drills, organization, game planning, everything like that, there's strength and conditioning coming out, um, all that type of stuff. So literally, if you get the book, like his very first one is Back to the Basics book. It's it's 500 pages of drills. You'll never have to look for another drill again. If you go to CoachStoneFootball.com, you can check out everything he's done. He does youth camps. He has all these books. So if you go to CoachStoneFootball.com and try to get the books off there, it's way easier to get it straight from him. Um, it'll let you know that I sent him. Let him know that I sent you so he knows that the word is getting out, and I, it'll help me out. I appreciate you so much. Again, CoachStoneFootball.com. We've got to get back to the basics and stay simple. This podcast is also brought to you by Yeet Sunglasses. If you're looking for new sunglasses, if you're on the beach somewhere uh, or even in the snow or winter is coming, these are, regardless, they're the most comfortable sunglasses in the game. They're some of the most stylish sunglasses that there are. If you're living somewhere where you can still go to the beach, these sunglasses are built for that. They can handle the water, sand. If If you're swimming and there's sharks coming, you can see the sharks. There's a stingray. You can see the stingray. You could even see someone come up to steal your stuff. So because of the sand and the water does not stain these sunglasses, it's going to help you be able to see whatever you encounter. When you're training outside for your sport during the day, it can handle the blood, sweat, and tears that go along with that. It can handle motorcycle rides, bike riding, anything like that. If you've got a big fat head like me where it's hard to buy hats and people make fun of you, but it's okay because we have big brains. It can fit there. There are different styles that are going to be able to fit there. And when they started the Yeats sunglasses, a percentage always went to their beach cleanup organizations. And they actually still use that percentage to help community outreach programs. Go check out the website Yeats, Y-E-E-T-Z official.com to check out what kind of uh, community outreach, outreach program they send the percentage to. If you go to that website and use the code CSS, you will get 10% off your order. And basically, you're saving the planet. So you got to go save the planet. And if you're looking for a clean energy drink to help you get you through that midday, you need that midday pick-me-up, you want something that's going to wake you up and get your get your mind rolling, but you don't want to have all the caffeine, you don't want to have the jitters afterwards, well, you need to go to Swift Lifestyles and check out. They, it's, it's not energy drink in a can. It's like a pre-workout. You can use it before you go to the gym. You could use it in the morning just to wake me up if you're trying to get off the coffee. Um, 
there's only about a hundred there's about about the same amount of caffeine as coffee but there's no like down there's no jitters it's clean nutrition it doesn't have all the extra stuff in it there's no sugar anything like that they even sponsor gamers so if you go use the link in the description below or go to www.swift s-w-i-f-t lifestyles.com use the code coach steve show all one word coach steve show you will get 15 percent off it's just a tub like pre-workout you you have a serving so it's not just buying one can drinking and throwing away you're gonna get plenty of other servings um it's clean energy no sugar no that added stuff in it go do all that for me i really appreciate you so let's dive into today's episode today's episode unfortunately we are going to do a bears versus 49ers recap the Bears come away with a loss, 33-22 to 22 against the 49ers. Now, if you listen to the Bears pregame for this, me and my uh, guest, Zach Heilman, a fellow Bears fan, we thought this would be a low-scoring game, and it was a higher-scoring game than we either predicted. But we did say these teams are very similar um, in the way things are going for them, the way they're playing. Um, the only difference was that the San Francisco 49ers are only two years removed uh, from a Super Bowl. And so they have Super Bowl caliber players. They have just not been healthy. So they're dealing with second and third stringers. And now the Bears are starting to deal with that as well. The Bears came in without Cleo Mack. Uh, right at the second play of the game, they lose Eddie Jackson. Uh, you don't have Matt Nagy, which I think we're all kind of thankful for. Now, we don't want anything to happen to him, but you don't have your head coach. Uh, you don't have Montgomery. You don't have Cohen. You know, I have Jimmy Graham as a safety blanket. Um, so you're limited on running backs. Williams, Williamson got hurt. Like, all this stuff is going on for the Bears. San Francisco 49ers, they're coming in limping. Pressure is all on Jimmy G. Is he quarterback? Is he the quarterback? Even though he led him to a Super Bowl. And he won when he had to start for Tom Brady at, at New England. So a lot of question marks coming for Justin or uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, Jimmy G. Is he going to be the guy? And all this stuff. So there's both sides are coming in. Uh, limping into Soldier Field, as we said, we thought there was going to be a low-scoring game. This was not, you know, thirty-three to twenty-two. Uh, but the first half seemed to be mainly Chicago. They're winning uh, thirteen to nine at halftime. Weird score. Uh, it was kind of weird. Their the, the kickers missed a couple field goals. Now, without Matt Nagy in the first half, we we kind of know this Bears offense is not. They have not shown that they're going to score a lot of points, but. I think they're okay with that because of their defense. Now, I said this back in 2018. We didn't perform well in 2019 and 2020. There have been different pieces moved around on this Bears defense. But I said from the get-go, the, the, the defense is getting old. They're getting older. They're getting banged up because they have to play so much and carry the team so much. When a team cannot score more than 20 points a game or 14 points a game, it's very difficult to, to, to kind of win games, and you're putting all this pressure on the defense, which sometimes they can handle. The Bears have always predicated on defense. If, you know, back in 2018, I said this team was like the 2006 Bears that went to the Super Bowl. You had a quarterback that could just do just enough to win the game. You had a good running game. Then you had this crazy de- good defense that's going to carry you. But that only gets you so far. So coming into the game, you don't have Cleo Mack. Akeem Hicks is back, but they are, but he's not 100%. But he, he wants to play, so he was going to play. Eddie Jackson goes out at the beginning, so now it hurts you in the pass game. hurts you him coming down to make the tackles. Those type of things build up. Now the Bears in, in this game on offense in the first half, 
they did exactly the game plan that needed to be done. And you could tell that Matt Nagy, so this is where you kind of wonder, is Matt Nagy putting his nose back into the offense because maybe they're not winning and he wants to be a part of this conversation. When you you saw the play calling, the offensive line was blocking all zone schemes. You saw a couple pulls. It might have been a pin and pull. Once in a while, you have a little wrinkle of power. But you saw wide zone, inside zone, duo-type plays, and iso-type plays where there's downhill running. You saw moving the pocket. You saw moving Justin Fields. You saw boots and nakeds because he's athletic enough to get away from the defensive end. You saw those type of things happening. You saw there was a couple RPOs. Now the linemen were downfield, so that takes practice for Justin Fields because in NFL, I believe it's a yard. I believe in college it might be three yards too. I know in high school it's three yards. That means when RPO looks like a play action, and that's why we get frustrated on Sunday night when we listen to Chris Collinsworth say, that's an RPO. Well, it's a play action probably, but Lyman, an RPO is you're going to hand the ball off for the run game or you're going to throw it. So you have to communicate to the line or whoever's blocking. They're going to block the run play because if you hand the ball off, they got to be able to run. It's not a play action where you're just going to pull an automatic throw it. So he's got to make that read a little quicker. And I was, I, when I was offensive coordinator, I guess even now I'm a run game coordinator too, always tell the quarterback, when in doubt, hand the ball off. If anything's murky, anything doesn't look right, hand the ball off. So we had it. So we were trying to do some RPOs and everything else because if you get the run game going, uh, it opens that up. So the first half on offense for the Chicago Bears, we did the right things. We were moving the pocket. We were play actioning. Justin Fields was making those intermediate throws, shorter throws, and we were moving the ball. Now we weren't quote unquote we weren't really finishing drives, and we kind of let the San Francisco convert a couple downs and everything but the first half I mean yeah we're only winning 13 to 9 but you felt like at the time like okay 49 who's going to get worn out first because that's been happening to the 49ers since all these injuries they are slowing down in the second half you know they're competing and then all of a sudden it kind of wears you down but again me and me and and Zach said this that if this the 49ers are coming into a good situation where if they're going to maybe wear down, you're going to want to do it against the Bears because they're just as injured-prone as you guys are. Um, Because like I said, the Bears really, I mean, if you look at it, they had uh, 22 first downs. We were 8-15 of on third down, 1-1 on fourth down. We ran 67 plays compared to 54 plays. Now we didn't get a lot of yards, 324. We only had eight drives. We averaged, we, but now this is kind of where it hurt later on in the game. We only averaged 4.8 yards a play. We did not have a great passing day with 148. Um, rushing 176, which is not bad. But when you're dealing with, you know, only really one running back, it's really difficult to do that. The one turnover came at the end where we threw the interception. And we controlled the time of possession, 37 minutes. So the Bears kind of did their M.O., except we just didn't put points on the board. We missed a couple field goals. We just didn't convert on certain things when we needed to. So on paper, you're looking at it going, oh, maybe they should have won or they could have won. It looks like they probably could have. But we're – the offense kind of did their job. I mean, yeah, you only scored 22, but you're doing the M.O. You're doing their job. And I know I feel like I'm talking about Illinois football, but they have the same type of M.O. right now. Justin Fields really didn't play that bad. You know, I, you know, whatever I said, he's made a lot of athletic plays. That one where he – it was a horrible play call on fourth down. I don't know what they were doing. They did that little rollout to the other side. Um, it all broke down. He broke away, ran all the way to the other side and scored a touchdown. 
yeah, I give you credit. That That's an athletic thing to do, and I give him props for that. He was 19 of 27, 175 yards, and he also rushed for 103 yards, and a lot of them were not design runs. It was him taking off. And I've said he can do that. You can have you can make some design runs, but if he can escape the, the pocket and go, he can. But for the Bears, it's hard. He's your leading rusher. Herbert had to carry the load for 23 carries because that's all they had. Damian Williams was banged up. Ryan Nail, I believe, is a, a fullback type. They were trying to give the ball. They gave him the ball one time for four yards. They really didn't have running backs to lean on. I, you would like to think if you had Cohen, Montgomery, and Herbert – and Justin Fields, you could start to run a Baltimore Ravens-type offense where you have these running backs that are going to be a threat. You have Justin Fields. Like I think things could open up, but we were moving the pocket. We were completing some of the passes that we needed to. It was the run game. Again, I said this on the Illinois recap. Certain things have to go right on their offense to be clicking. So for the Bears, everything's got to click. The offensive line has to run block, play a lot better in the pass protection, which I thought they did. Um, Justin Fields was sacked. I mean, he was sacked four times, but some of those he was moving around and getting tackled. So really, are they considered? They're considered sacks, but I, I, from memory, I would say two of them were really sacks. But we weren't healthy in the running back position. You have one running back, so when you put certain guys in, um, their defense is going to say, well. We already know that guy may not get the ball. All we got to worry about is Justin Fields. And that's it. And so it makes defensive life a little easier if Herbert's not 100% healthy. Um, So, I mean, Justin Fields had a passing touchdown, a rushing touchdown, and then we had a couple field goals. Receiving-wise, he did spread the ball around. Mooney for 64 yards. Jesse James had three big catches for 38 yards. Goodwin had two good catches, 32 yards. Um, Cole Komet in the first half had a couple big throws on those third downs. Um, but when things aren't clicking all together for the Bears, they have no room for error. So the Bears, the offensive line's got to play well. Uh, you got to have a court. The quarterback's got to play better. Play calling's got to go well, and then you got to have the run game. We had pretty much everything except the run game, and you can blame the offensive line all you want, but when you've got just one running back and they know – just put the outside safeties or whoever onto um, the outside to push Justin Fields inside, and he tries to go inside. You have your linebackers and everything. So if everything's not clicking for the Bears, it's not going to go well on offense. Um, I thought San Francisco's defense played actually pretty well. They really stopped the run a lot of the times. They were able to uh, bump the receivers and make sure they were very physical with them. And I think they kind of said, like, okay – if Justin Fields is going to beat us, he's going to have to run, which he did. But I think they were okay giving up some of the passes. But like he's just going to have to run. We'll take everybody else away. Um, our defense was struggling. We were getting hurt up the middle. Um, but one of the things is people were doubting Jimmy G. People keep talking about how not good he is. He's not a bad quarterback, guys. I helped out – at. EIU for spring ball and got to watch him play. Now we're not going to, I'll talk about other things later on off recording, but watching him play, played pretty well. Um, he throws a decent ball. Now, is he a huge deep threat passer? No, he's going to take shots. But when you go back even watch my EIU and they were running the Baylor offense with Coach Babers, there's bubble screens, there's short passes. Um, they would play action out of it, they RPO off of it. So, What's he good at? He's good at play actioning. He's good at RPOing. He's good at throwing the short intermediate routes. So that's what they were doing. Jimmy G showed up and there was this pressure on him. Is he the quarterback? Trey Lance is right behind him. Should they trade him? 
all this stuff. And credit to Jimmy G, threw it off, rolled right off his back. He threw no touchdowns, but no interceptions. The run game, they were gashing us on the run because in the middle, we're not healthy. Our linebackers are not healthy. The entire defense is banged up. When you don't have a healthy Chicago defense, this is the type of stuff that's going to happen. And it's week after week. Somebody else is getting hurt. Somebody's on the COVID list or, or something else. Elijah Mitchell Elijah Mitchell had 18 carries for 137 yards and a touchdown. We let a running back get 137 yards, and we're the Chicago Bears defense. Jimmy G, now some of the wide receivers, like Samuel for San Francisco, um, San, um, Muhammad Sanu Jr., I'm going to say his name wrong, had some big catches. But Jimmy G played well. He was 17 of 28, 322 yards. He averaged 11.5 yards completion. And then on top of it, people forget, at EIU, he had to run the ball because of the the Baylor spread offense that Coach Babers brought from Baylor when Bryles was the head coach and brought up there. He had to do zone reads and run. So they had that one run that was supposed to be a shuffle pass, I believe, and Jimmy G waved off the guy and he ran behind the block for a touchdown. They did a simple zone read. They did a – it was a, a split zone. They ran a zone right where the H-back comes around, and there's a couple ways you can do a split zone where the offensive line is blocking the inside zone right. Your H-back or your wing comes around, and he's either going to block the end so the running back can cut it up, or they're going to go around and block the next guy. So when he read it, the defensive end come flying in for the running back. He kept it, followed the H-back. Wide receiver blocked, he ran for a touchdown. So Jimmy G had two rushing touchdowns. He came in and said, I'm just going to play. All that pressure is mounting up. Is he the guy? Is he not the guy? They're going to trade him. Should they get rid of him? Blah, 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 blah. He stepped up and played in the defense line. And when you don't have Eddie Jackson there to really guard somebody one-on-one or be back there to help people, they have to adjust their defense. When you're not getting a pass rush, you have to adjust your defense. We had no sacks on him. So the San Francisco 49ers offensive line came out and ran. And they ran. They blocked the run well. They pass protected well. Jimmy G took what we were giving him. We were playing more zone stuff because of Eddie Jackson. You couldn't do some of your man stuff or your mixed coverages a lot with a couple injuries we've had in the back. Your your linebackers are banged up. Uh, your defense is getting rushed up. So when they're beating you on the run, they're gonna you have to stand inside the pocket. Then all of a sudden you're getting beat on short passes. They're breaking yards and this and that. So all all in all, the first half Bears played fine. And then it came down to who was going to get worn out first. We allow San Francisco to score 18 points in the fourth quarter. That does not help pretty much, pretty well. And then we let them march down the field, score, kick the field goal to seal it because we were losing 30-22. to 22. Now, we did miss the extra point and all that stuff. I understand. People are going to say, well, if we, miss the extra, if we didn't miss the extra point, then we come down and score, we could tie it up or win. But if and then, you know, if and nuts are candy and nuts, and if everybody had a Merry Christmas and all that old saying – so all in all, the Bears in the first half, I thought looked good. Now in the second half, they still were trying to do the things that were getting them there. But the San Francisco 49ers, I think, just kind of said, you know what? They're going to move the pocket. They're going to have Justin Fields throw it. If we can take away the run game and we can bump the wide receivers. Because we, we are we, Herbert's banged up. If only Justin Fields is going to be the run threat, let's try to take away some of the pass. And if he's going to run, he's going to run. You know, and they're just going to have to live with it because they hope that when they get down to the red zone, they can mix around a little bit, move guys around, confuse him because he's a rookie, and do all that type of stuff. Now, that's, that's the thing. When Justin Fields starts to get better, which I kind of hope, I was kind of hoping this year he'd sit back and wait 
But as Justin Fields, hopefully he continues to grow. If he grows and he starts to get the pass game down and everything else, it's going to be quite dangerous. But for right now, I think some teams are going to sit there and say, you know what, if, if until they get some healthy running backs and the only real run threat at times is going to be Justin Fields, we're going to take everything else away. Hopefully our front four or five that we send can – get him to slow down a little bit, let our linebackers fly up. Maybe they get a, they touch his foot or, or try to arm tackle him um, and he moves around and slows him down. He tries to run. That's what's going to happen. But right now, the Bears played tough the first half. The offense looked more competent. They did do some things in the second half that were working. We just are not scoring points. And when we have a banged up defense, this is not the type of stuff that you can do. We kept the ball away from them. But when you do that, you've got to make field goals or score touchdowns or pin them deep. We have a decent special teams. So you've got to pin them deep. So I'm already looking at the offseason or before a trade deadline. We've got to get offensive linemen, and we've got to get some playmakers. I think we have decent receivers, but we just got to have that threat. So either in this trade deadline and the offseason, offensive line, and we got to get some playmakers no matter who is the freaking quarterback. And then I see a post today, I believe, as it's recorded, I don't know how true it was, to trade maybe Montgomery to get some stuff. If they do that, Ryan Pace needs to be fired. And if Matt Nagy's involved, they both need to be fired on the spot because you do not get rid of David Montgomery. Um, but overall, the Bears' offense, you could see, looked different without Nagy there. And I already know, oh, he wasn't there, they didn't score the points, blah, blah. I really hope he doesn't put his big nose back in the offense. But people also forget San Francisco's not a bad team. They are banged up. And this kind of shows how good Jimmy G can be, but he's been he hasn't been healthy either. He when he pulled the ball and ran, I know I think he only had four yards of rushing, but he had the two touchdowns. He wasn't afraid to do it. He was making the passes when he needed to. I think he was just playing freely, saying, you know what, screw you guys. I'm tired of listening to this. I'm tired of hearing how, you know, we're gonna get rid of me, we're gonna trade it, I'm not playing well, and all this other crap. I think he was just done with it. So overall, the Bears. Just didn't get the job done against them. But we are pretty banged up all over the place with an older offensive line that doesn't play well to begin with. We have a hurt, depleted running back core. You have a rookie quarterback that's trying to dissect the defense and do things on the fly instead of sitting back and letting him learn. You have a defense that's just banged up. You don't have your leader in Cleo Mack. You have a not 100% Akeem Hicks. Linebackers banged up. You lose Eddie Jack. All that stuff. So it was just rough, and it's going to get rougher because we got Pittsburgh next, I believe, on Monday Night Football, so it's not going to get any easier. Um, it's, it's tough to be a Bears fan coming from that 2018 season, rough 2019 season. We make the playoffs in 2020 somehow, and we're on the verge of not making the playoffs right now. I don't see us doing that. Probably going to have a new head coach. Maybe the Bears will finally get a new head coach midseason or get rid of a coach midseason that they never have before. But it's it's tough to be a Bears fan right now. Uh but thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, go check out all the affiliates in the description below. Go check out all the other episodes. Um, stay tuned for weekly episodes. Uh, hopefully get some guests on again. But thank you guys so much for listening. This has been another episode of the Coach Steve Show podcast. And we are gone.
Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Here at the Container Store, we believe you shouldn't be limited to just one happy place. Your home should be full of them. That's why we're giving you 30% off every custom alpha space. From closets and pantries to playrooms, offices, and garages, you can transform any area with alpha and save 30%. Here's another happy thought. Our design specialists will design your space for free. Get ready to discover your new happy place at the Container Store. Visit us in-store or online to get started with a free design.